0: Hey Tyler, what's up? What's the best thing and the worst thing that you ate while you were in Puerto Rico?
1: Oh man! Um, all right, so we had no shortage of mafungo while we were there. Mafungo, mafungo, yeah. which is like that's like the Puerto Rican dish. So okay. I'd say. The best thing and the worst thing I had was both mafungo. Oh, no. Well, yeah, it was mafungo Because we went to like some restaurants where every, and everywhere says, this is the best mafungo you're ever going to eat. It's every like place barbecue go, here, yeah, and yeah. yeah. And so I go there with the intention of getting some other dish. And every time I'm, I'm right back into the mafungo. and I'd say about 50-50, it was uh, really good or it was very dry. It's essentially like mashed uh, plantains. Oh, so yeah. yeah, so they'll like cook it. And then they like smush it and then recook it and then like mash it up together and then put it in a bowl with like sauce. Huh. It's, it's kind of the idea. And then some places do it with like sweet and like non-sweet plantains and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, man, we went to one place and it was so dry. Yeah. It was like like just eating it just raw. Wow. Which is like not what you want. Like just old
0: mm-hmm. dry mashed potatoes. Yep.
1: The other thing was we had uh, what's called a, a Guayanaba. Which was a fruit that was growing in front of our house that we tried to eat,
0: and it was terrible. <laughs> Generally, you don't. you yeah, well, I wouldn't pick up a wild fruit in. Sure. Well, we were
1: told we were told that they're like very interesting <laughs> and exotic, but yeah. uh, some people love them. So yeah. we're like, all right, we're gonna try it. We yeah. had one like grow in. We like check to see when it was like at the right consistency, and it tastes like. Like if you put like apple, bear, uh, pear and like banana together. So like flavor wise, it was okay. But the texture was like chewing on like a wet napkin. It was so gross. Yeah.
0: If someone, anyone yeah. tells me that something is interesting <laughs> and exotic in Spanish, that's I'm not going to eat it. Like, that's like, that's like run from this as far as I can. Yeah. yeah. If, uh, I think they were probably laughing at you. Yeah. Uh, Some guy was around the corner, like laughing at you guys, watching you try to eat that weird fruit. (laughs) Yeah, it was really gross. It (laughs) literally, the consistency just, yeah, that's what it tasted (laughs) like. I love it. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to Weekly Hope. We're here in Genesis chapter 50. So we've come to the end of the beginning, the end of the book of Genesis, and so excited just to uh, have wrapped up this first book of the Bible, and we spent a great amount of time here uh, walking through uh, Genesis and learning about God's promises and God's creation and God's people, and uh, man, had a, just a really great, great time. I personally learned a lot walking through this series and definitely uh, heard a lot of our people that have just said they learned so much about uh, God's Word through this, so... Uh, Excited to uh, have walked through it, and excited to be done. (laughs) So it's crazy. uh,
1: Took a whole year.
0: Yeah, whole year walking through Genesis. Um, But and from did we run at the end? What's that? I said, boy, did we run at the end? Yeah, we we. (laughs) (laughs) we, we, It was more of a flyby (laughs) in those last few chapters, Uh, but. Yeah, from this past week, uh, we, we, were, we were in Genesis 1 through 26 and saw this life of Joseph. So was there anything that stood out to you about the uh, sermon this week, Tyler?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things. I'd say overall, just the, the reflection we were able to have at the very end. Um, just seeing, like, I, I would have never connected or even thought about the fact that, like, Genesis starts with life and then ends with death. I think it creates a really interesting um, dichotomy just into the life and God's like a bigger picture of, of God's creation and what he's made and just the uh, just the instant that this life can be, but the eternity that we have with him, I felt like it it really was interesting.
0: Yeah. I think it's, it's it's kind of interesting too, because you know, you look at like some of the other books of the Bible and certainly some that are less narrative and, you know, they they get to the end, like I think of the Apostle Paul and as he's writing the epistles and, and stuff like that, and it's like he gets to the end and he kind of ties a bow on it all, or he, he wraps it up with like some concluding statements or something like that. But Genesis is interesting because it's not really any of that. It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just kind of the last part of the chapter in the story until you move on to Exodus and like... And it's a pretty hard stop too. It really like, is. And so you have both this, like, it is the end of the first book of the Pentateuch, but it's also the end of Joseph's life, Mm -hmm. and it's the end of this, like, patriarchal line. So you really get the end of a lot of, it kind of all comes together in, like, a lot of endings. Um, And so we looked primarily at Joseph's life, who was this key figure, primary character in, you know, outside of Abraham, (laughs) Abraham in the book of Genesis, and I think it really does highlight his life in in what he does to to finish well. Mm-hmm. And we had a little bit of a past, present, future theme uh, that you know he honored those who were who came before him, who were in his past, and particularly his father. Uh, and then he he united those who were in his present around him, his family, his brothers, you know, who were like begging that he wouldn't punish them now that his father was was gone. Uh, but then he leaves this promise to those, and he, he helps those who would come after him and mm-hmm. his children, and you know the line that would come after him, sure. by just kind of leaving them with a legacy of faith, uh, and and challenging them to like take his bones with them whenever God does come, and you know like take them out of the promised land or take them to the promised land. So uh, as I was just studying and reading Genesis 15, it was kind of cool because like the light bulbs all just came on for me and those three different areas and so we talked a little bit about you know some of the basics of like honoring your parents yeah and uh, you know just showing honor living an honorable life and how to finish well and then also just living at peace with people uniting those around us and then you know finally leaving a legacy of faith and so yeah any out of those kind of three points any of those three things that stood out to you Tyler?
1: No, definitely. I think like just the reflection on honor to begin with in that section, whether it's parents or whether it's like, uh, bosses and leaders and just people that have overseen you at different points in your life. I think it, um, just to, to even sit and see how like Jacob does that and to see, um,
0: like just how we can replicate that in our lives. I think, uh, it just got me thinking a lot. Yeah. Um, it's funny to me. I was I had like a number of people comment to me about the kind of the <laughs> final statement which, you know, Genesis begins with life and ends with death uh-huh. and, you know, the gospel begins with death and ends with or, uh yeah, begins with death and ends with life. Um so people talked to me about that. But then also a lot of people just talked to me about like how impacted they were by just the comments on like honoring your parents and yes. calling your parents and sure uh you know told a story about that speaking at a baccalaureate and mm-hmm. just made a passing comment about like call your mom and the whole place erupted you know like all these moms were like cheering and shouting uh-huh. <laughs> it was just, like so funny sometimes i think when you're preaching it's like <laughs> i need this grand you know truth that like nobody's ever thought of before and <laughs> but it's the simplest thing it's really like the simplest <laughs> sure. thing where you're like yeah, that's pretty obvious. Uh-huh. And, and people are like, man, I need to do that. I really yeah. need to do that. So definitely. And I, um, I mean, I look back <laughs> at
1: college and times like that and realize how little I did that. or yeah. How much more I could have. For yeah.
0: Sure. It's so funny. I was just I was laughing thinking about that uh, about that yesterday. So we talked about Joseph uniting himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you <laughs> uniting uniting those around him and how he did that was you know he saw himself. He saw his own sin. Uh, asked this question like, "Am I in the place of God?" and and in doing so recognizes that he, he 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 doesn't. It's not his job to like take vengeance. It's not mm. his job to punish his brothers. Um, and you know was reminded greatly of the parable of the unforgiving servant there. Um, but he also saw God's providence. Mm. And one of the things that really did just stick out to me was thinking about that theme of like uh, or the idea of bottles and bowls mm-hmm. that you know in in the Bible. It says that God's collecting two things from His people. Uh, he's collecting our tears in in bottles, and He's collecting our prayers in bowls. And that's from Psalm fifty six eight. Uh, you have kept my kept count of my tossings. You put my tears in your bottle. Or are they not in your book? Is what David cries out to the Lord. And then from Revelation five eight, where John you know sees this this picture. Uh, of the four living creatures the 24 elders that fell down before the lamb and each of them were holding harp and the golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints and so um, I, I hope that imagery sticks with our people that like God in his providence like has a plan but he also cares about like the pain of his people and uh you yeah, know, and he sees that. So yeah, and like that
1: giving those to the Lord is not done like out of folly. You know, yeah. like he, he keeps those, he stores those things and he looks after them. They're not just empty empty prayers or empty tears given to him. Yep. And I think that's there is certainly something like to be said about that for sure.
0: Yeah. And then ultimately, you know, we see at the end as he passes on uh his his faith to the next generation that it's it's faith and it's faith that even though you know his body would belong to Egypt his bones would belong to the Lord <laughs> like mm. to to his people um and that's what hebrews 11:22 points back at that that kind of this final statement was this huge faith statement in Joseph's life uh that says by faith Joseph when the end was near spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones And like, there's Moses in Exodus thirteen nineteen, and everybody else is packing up their stuff and they're you know looting their neighbors, and like Moses is out there, you know, putting Joseph's bones in a bag. Uh You know, he's like, (laughs) "All right, guys, I got the bones. (laughs) Yeah, here we go." And you know, like, slinging them over the shoulder and carrying Uh them off to you know off to the promised land. Uh, So I think you know you see this faith, and it's like that, like Joseph ultimately models faith for those who would come after him. And that is the, the defining characteristic of someone who finishes well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man, anything else that, you know, stood out to you or you think of from, from this sermon or this week? Um, nothing like I would say necessarily,
1: um, just along with what we said, but I think just being at the end, it allows just a bigger reflection of all of Genesis, you yeah. know, and this whole story that we've been, been talking through. And I think that Consistent reminder you share that, like, God will do what He says He will do, and just the finality that can come with God's Word, I think, is, like, if there's anything that we can hold on to, and there's any, like, truth that we can just set on our hearts on a daily basis, it's that. Yeah. And we see it replicated over and over again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I was just struck by the fact that, you know, in this book of Genesis, there's 50 chapters. Two of them focus on creation, and the Forty-eight others focus on people, Mm. and it's just—it's just a reminder that you know God's primary interest is in people. Sure. And so, uh, man, I hope that's an encouragement to you—that God sees you, God cares about you, God knows you, and God wants a relationship with you.
1: Was there anything we can be looking forward to?
0: Yeah, I mean, this week we got our one-year anniversary. Yeah, so it's going to be a good time. Great great opportunity to invite some friends and some people to come be a part of Hope Church uh, with us. So looking forward to that. We'll have some great food and inflatables, games, and stuff afterwards. So come hang out with us this Sunday uh, at church and, and after church, and uh, we'll have a good time. So that's the big thing that we have coming up this week. So Sweet. Yeah, can't wait to see you all Sunday. If you have any more questions about Hope Church, you can find information at hopechurchjc.com.